Welcome to the Empower and Flow podcast. I am Francesca and I created this podcast for success-driven women who want to become truly empowered, tap into their feminine energy and get in flow so they can accelerate their growth. Get ready to get inspired and learn how to let go of the hassle of control, overwhelm and perfectionism so that you can embrace your natural feminine flow, reach your true potential and achieve your goals with more ease and fulfillment. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of the Empower and Flow podcast. I'm not sure you can hear the rain in the background, but it's one of those days, one of those rainy days here in Brussels where you would just like to just stay on the couch all day, all cozy, watching a movie on Netflix and just drinking hot chocolate. Um, but yeah, I'm here recording this podcast today, which is a little bit different. It's actually not the usual episode. I did, I recently did a live on Instagram together with Wendy from Ditch Perfect. Um, and we talked all about perfectionism. She is a perfectionism coach, so she is really specialized. Um, she's an expert when it comes to perfectionism, both from experience and because of the and professionally the work that she does. And if I when I saw her profile a long time ago on Instagram, I thought I really loved their her posts and um you know with the algorithm how it works, I started liking her posts and then they kept appearing on my feed and I was liking them and liking them and I was thinking wow, this girl is doing such an amazing job at explaining what perfectionism is and really making it tangible and and, and really simple for people to take actionable steps to get better and to really, in a way you could say, recover from being a perfectionist. And so I reached out and connected with her and we decided to do an Instagram Live together and collaborate that way. And then the conversation was just so good. And I, I was thinking during the conversation, she was just sharing so many good things and so many helpful things that I thought, okay, let's let's transform this live into a podcast episode so that it stays saved on the podcast for you to listen to and to really, because I really want to make sure that we are really implementing also what Wendy was what Wendy was saying and we talked about so many important things. We are talking about what perfectionism really is, which by the way, it's not a personality trait um, as everyone thinks, as everyone believes. Um, it's actually a collection of personality traits and it's a learned behavior. Um, so that's really interesting to to learn from Wendy and then we talked about common myths about perfectionism so Wendy is doing some myth busting and she's helping you really realize what are the myths and what is the reality about perfectionism and then we are sharing some practical tips to release perfectionism and so that you can really just go out in the world and work your magic because perfectionism is one of the major major ways we try to keep ourselves safe and we 
Yeah, it's it's like a shield, as we as Wendy said in during the live, and it's really a way that we use to keep ourselves safe. And but it's actually blocking our flow so much, and it's really just stopping us from living in flow and and feeling good about what we do every single day and perfectionism make honestly I used to be a perfectionist so I know what I'm talking about and I remember perfectionism used to be really like a major uh, factor that would make me almost like dread going to work or going to school or going to uni. I couldn't even enjoy almost like the subjects that I did like at the time in school and I couldn't almost I couldn't enjoy what I was doing in uni what I was learning because every time I was thinking about how I could make it perfect and it, I was putting so much stress on myself and so perfectionism this is why I'm so excited to bring you this episode on the Empower and Flow podcast because I know many of you have some of the very good positive traits that sometimes are like all just batched together into perfectionism and so in this episode you will learn how you can basically um, take all of those traits, all, all those positive traits that you do have and instead of being a perfectionist and hide behind that perfectionism you can or being um, being disempowered uh, because of perfectionism, you will learn how to actually uh, bring out those qualities and those positive traits and use them to to really to flow, to be more in flow, to take more action towards your goals and to feel so much more fulfilled and so much better every single day. So now I'm going to leave you to the episode. Enjoy listening and make sure if you can uh, that you're taking notes because this is such a good one. Enjoy. I was just saying how I found you and the fact that like I found your post like really, really informative and really like to the point and easy to really like understand and translate into practice. And this is why... I decided to reach out and ask you to come like do a live with me because I think you have so much to share when it comes to perfectionism, which is absolutely oh, that, yeah, which is absolutely something that holds us back, I believe, just so much. As someone who used to be such a perfectionist, um, I know it, it can really hold you back and it's it doesn't have to though, right? Because can you tell right. Yeah, can you tell us a little bit more about what you do um, so people know, like, why I asked you to be here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so, um, hey, my name is Wendy, uh, and um, I run a coaching business called Ditch Perfect, um, where I help people um, ditch their perfectionism uh, and, and start taking imperfect action on their, on their big dreams, the things they've been pushing pause on for so long. And I guess why I've been doing uh, this work is because I'm a huge recovering perfectionist myself. Um, and I started this years ago just because I wanted to, to learn how to manage my own perfectionism. And so I'm a bit of a data geek. So I started doing the research and reading the books and diving into science and all that stuff. And so I, yeah, I, and, and, I, and I learned a lot and started experimenting in my own life. Um, 
and I thought, wow, I think a lot of people are struggling with this as well, and maybe I can help them. And that's sort of how this little seed in my mind was planted um, to start working as a coach and start helping people um, work through the same things I had to work through. So, yeah. yeah. And that's beautiful. Like when you know, like you're actually helping people um, that are in a similar situation to where you were before. I think this is what I am doing as well. And I think there's so much, so much that you can do for them because you've been where they are. So like, you know, yeah. the ins, like, you know how they're feeling. Perfectionism though is a really, it's, it's something that I have struggled with a lot. And so I, uh, I used to be a ballet dancer. I, I can see where the perfectionism comes from for me. It's not in my personality, it really came from education like not education yeah I, I guess education yeah and learning that i had to be a perfectionist in order to succeed so i would like to hear from you because you mentioned some pretty interesting interesting things i would love to hear from you like if you'd have if you had to say exactly what perfectionism is how would you what would you say real perfectionism is okay yeah well i i relate to your story a lot and we, we've talked about this before but Perfectionism started with me yeah, pretty young as well, and I think in school as well, because I think it's very much encouraged in girls, like, yeah, you know, to be the good girl and the smart girl and to um, just follow the instructions in school. And once you're perfect, you're, you know, you're praised. And um, I think that's how we're trained that perfectionism is a good thing, because if you're perfect, then you get attention, then you're a good girl. Uh, and if not, then you're not. Um, uh, so yeah, I, I think for me it started pretty young as well. Um, and I also think there's, uh, you, you thought about, if you, you talked about maybe some, um, uh, what perfectionism really is. And I think that's always one of my biggest pet peeves because um, a lot of people talk about perfectionism um, and it's shown in movies and in TV shows in a certain way, which I don't think is the correct way. Um, you know, when we talk about perfectionism, it's about um, personality traits that we have. Like people say, oh, stop fussing over details. You're such a perfectionist. Always sort of putting you down and, and shaming you for having those character, um, characteristics. Or people say, um, she's, so top, she's so type A, she's such a perfectionist. And so people sort of link the perfectionistic behavior to people's like personality traits, their, their, their uniqueness, their unique talents. And so if you sort of link those two things together, it becomes really difficult to start letting go of perfectionism because then you think, you know, in order to let go of perfectionism, I have to stop being me. I have to stop being uh, what makes me unique. I have to let go of my talents and that, that petrifies people. It, it's very scary and it's very anxiety inducing. Um, so the biggest sort of breakthrough uh, when I started learning about perfectionism for me came when I sort of um, disconnected the two um, and really sort of lean into the notion that perfectionism is not a collection of personality traits. Um, and personality traits are the things that you tend to associate with perfectionism, like type A, um, a keen eye for detail, 
being very structured and organized, uh, um, a bit of a planner, being very sort of diligent and conscientious, um, having high standards. But those are all sort of unique talents. Those are your yeah, personality uh, traits. Um, and so, um, so when I started disconnecting those two, uh, that's when I began to really see um, how that was like the biggest myth out there. And if there's anyone, any of you watching this, listening to this, take away from this life is to um, stop thinking of perfectionism as a collection of personality traits. And what led to that breakthrough for me was the realization that um, I didn't suddenly turn into um, being detail-oriented uh, all of a sudden. Those things happened as a response of my uh, as a response to my perfectionism. So what perfectionism did was sort of co-opt my natural being and my natural talents in its pursuit of perfect. So let me know if that makes sense, uh, Francesca. It totally does. And, you know, I love, like, I was actually taking notes because um, you're saying so much. And I believe, like, if we just stay on this, we could just go on forever because I have, like, tons of questions. But I <laughs> to try to stick to, like, very important things to say. But it makes total sense. And I love that you're, in a way, breaking down perfectionism into actual traits that you can harness and you can use because they're positive things and instead of thinking about yourself as a perfectionist in the way that you know you have to be ashamed because you're so structured you almost like yeah. you almost don't want to tell like especially when you're like i just imagine back when i was a student I was the one, everyone was making fun of me. I mean, not in a bad way, not in a mean way, but still like they were making fun of me for being so organized and diligent, which is what I was. Yeah. And because they were, oh, you're such a perfectionist. You're so, oh, you're always the good girl. Um, this is why teachers like you. I remember this like it was yesterday. And yeah. I started feeling, and then I, I basically, I wanted to almost like fit into that identity because it was easy to fit in that into that identity. But yeah. like when you collapse, I think what you were saying is so interesting because when you collapse all of those traits, like being having an eye for detail, being type A or like very organized and structured and disciplined, those are good qualities. When you collapse them and you just call them perfectionism, in like because it's you're chasing perfection you just transform a whole bunch of good traits into something destructive uh, right so it's totally yeah so what when you think about it francesca your sort of um natural tendency to like be very organized and structured those things come really in handy uh, come really in handy in your coaching business right that that what that's what helps you you know, provide a, a stellar client experience for your clients, for instance. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, that is your talent and that that's something you should embrace. But what perfectionism does, because perfectionism, like if we go really deep into the definition, perfectionism is, is a coping mechanism 
a coping mechanism that you use when you feel insecure, uh, uncertain, out of control, or not good enough. So mm -hmm. perfectionism is behavior. Perfectionism co-opts your talent of being very sort of organized and structured and sort of abuses it in its pursuit of perfect. And so um, I could do a little exercise where we sort of disentangle the traditional notions of perfectionism and the actual behavior, like the yeah. personality traits and the behavior. Okay, so... Because I, I, I told it like that, that was, for example, like I'm just using myself as an example just to make it like tangible for people. Like, yeah. like things stories really help to understand, but yeah, totally like for me, it was because I was insecure and I wasn't feeling good enough. So um, perfectionism became like a behavior. It was actually, it was actually yeah. safe for me to be a perfectionist. Oh my goodness, yeah. So, yes, yeah. please share the exercise, it's so good. Yeah, so something we think perfectionism is, is like having a keen eye for detail, but that is a natural talent. So what, 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 what is actually perfectionism is the behavior that you can't let go, where you just can't let go of things and you keep on trying and perfecting and and that is the perfectionistic behavior but that keen eye for detail that being very detail oriented that is your talent um another one is that um this this talent that you may have is that you favor quantity over quality uh, no, the other way around you favor quality over quantity um that tends to come up um a lot when people think about perfectionism but that is a myth as well, because the real uh, sort of perfectionistic behavior is that you're stuck in the comparison trap. Um, another one, a third one I can think of at the top of my head is people think perfectionism, perfectionism is having high standards, but in reality, it's about having unrealistic expectations, having expectations so high that you just can't realistically achieve them. Uh, having high standards is a good thing because it 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 drives you. It's it's what makes you ambitious. It's what helps you get up in the morning and go to work and try to be the best at what you do. Um, but having unrealistic expectations and never meeting them is like a soul crushing thing. Um, and maybe another example. Let me think of one. Oh, maybe your um your talent of being very organized and structured. That is actually a good thing. You know, that's one of your talents. But when it's when it turns into into uh, perfectionism is when you're a bit of a bit of a control freak about how things are supposed to be and they have to be organized just so and you can get lost in all of that organizational stuff that is perfectionism that is perfectionism behavior but being organized in itself isn't a bad thing that's just your talent so um yeah so that is maybe a bit of an exercise people can do at home where they sort of sort sift through the beliefs they have about perfectionism and what it really is yeah and maybe let us know about what, what they come up with absolutely so i think it would be good to like make a list uh so for everyone either watching now or like watching the replay it will be really good to like sit down with a piece of paper and make a list of traits that like qualities that you think you have and then almost like think about which ones you would associate with perfectionism um yeah and maybe 
maybe some of the things that you've been sold off of uh, when you were young or maybe shamed for a little where you, where you thought, oh my God, that is not a behavior I can be proud of or not a talent I can really showcase because, I, because I've been shamed about it. Um, when it's really your unique talent, which you definitely should embrace. Just like being structured and organized and detail oriented can be like to an extreme becomes perfectionism just to get it gets in it just it's put in that bucket you know it the same can be done with like being creative and spontaneous and all of that and and like a little bit of an artist and be called chaotic and you know just thinking that that person is just lives in chaos which is not necessarily true it's it does yeah. it's the very very un, the unhealthy extreme of that of those traits if it makes sense what would you say are like myths like is this what you said would you call would you say these are the myth the most common myths about perfectionism or you have more <laughs> uh well this is the biggest one for sure um well another one i can think of is um back when i was still in my perfectionist days um, I was so proud of it. Um, it is behavior that is sort of encouraged in our society and told something to be proud of. And I always thought it was sort of my secret superpower. It's what it, it was was it was what um, made me successful and made me like stand out. And that is a big myth as well. It is not a superpower. It is not like a like a superwoman cape or something. Um, in fact, it's what's sort of holding you back. Like my, my, my perfectionism started in school and lasted all throughout my school school, school career. So lower edu lower education, higher edu education, university. Um, and I always sort of embraced it. But when I am really honest and really look back at my college and in university days, um, I was also really alone. Um, uh, I didn't... I didn't let people come close to me because I had to sort of put up perfectionism as a shield between myself and the outside world so that people wouldn't really see the real imperfect me. Um, so when you think of perfectionism as your superpower, it's really a shield between yourself and the outside world. I think that's a big myth as well. Yeah. How do you, how do you like get rid of this shield and how do you make yourself feel safe without perfectionism keeping you safe because I, I think it's a way because everyone in the end so this is what i see also like what i what was true for me and what was true for so many of my clients and so many people in my community as well it's like we we want to ultimately we're looking for things and people and situations that are going to make us feel safe and worthy yeah. and loved and this is like the ultimate, if you even ask like psychologists and, and that that's the thing that we really crave as humans, right? And so perfectionism is just one of the many, 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 many ways that we use to make ourselves feel safe and secure and feel safe. And so how yeah. did you, how did you in a way like either like replace it or get rid of it? Uh, whew, well, that's a big question, <laughs> something that's taken me years, um, you know, to really sort of 
um, unlearn that coping mechanism and unlearn that behavior. Um, I think, well, three things. I think what's helped me in the beginning was to um, really educate myself about perfectionism um, in general and my perfectionism in particular. Uh, so, like I said, I started reading books, uh, blog posts, articles in magazines, um, scientific journals. Uh, I did a lot of research just to educate myself of, of what was happening within me and what I was up against. Um, and then uh, one of the biggest things that made a difference for me was I started a perfectionism journal. So I wrote down every day um, moments of when and how my perfectionism showed up for me that day. Uh, and I did that for a couple of weeks. And what's really interesting is that once you sort of collect all that data, um, from yourself day in, day out, you start to see patterns emerging. You start to see um, things and notice like, oh my God, my perfectionism shows up a lot uh, in this situation or around that person or when I'm doing this thing or when I feel this way. And that's really helpful um, uh, information to know because then you can start to uh, sort of take action um, and change that a little bit. So that is my first sort of tip and thing to do. Um, another thing is a lot of those blog posts that I read in the beginning um, gave sort of generic, generic advice of, well, just take action, which is really <laughs> um, annoying advice when you're just starting out because, yeah, duh, that's very easy, because it, but it's, it's so hard. Uh, to take a perfect action and to show up imperfectly and to show off your perfectly imperfect self. So when I started, I started doing really simple things and um, like started taking a perfect action in really um, low-key ways in, uh, in situations that, um, that were sort of, um, that were sort of easier, that, um, I didn't put my ego or my self-worth on the line. I didn't uh, just, uh, how am I gonna say this? I didn't start taking imperfect action by setting up my coaching business. I started very, very small, very low on the ladder and sort of, you know, build my way up, up the ladder. So um, for example, I, I had been wanting to sign up for a, a drawing class, uh, Mandala, Mandala Drawing. Uh, and I, I'd been wanting to do that for years, but I didn't because just the thought of loan of, of having to do that and not be good or perfect at it right from the start was felt so terrifying to me. Um, mm -hmm. And I loved taking that class, but it wasn't like, like a high stakes situation. It was something I loved, um, maybe trying out, but um, you know, it was, it, it felt like a low stakes situation. So I started there, I did that, I signed up, uh, I practiced week after week and I got a little bit, little, little bit better uh, at it ever since. So, you know, start, start really, really small and start mm -hmm. trying in low stakes um, situations. Um, yeah, so, yeah, can I think of anything else? I can talk about hours for this, but uh, do you have any tips no, for um, taking imperfect action? 
I love the journal um, idea that you suggested. It, it sounds to me like taking note of your triggers in a way so that you yeah. can respond instead of react, you know, because you, when you you get triggered, like it goes very fast if you don't slow down what's happening in your mind and in your body as well, because yeah. it can get like very physical sometimes. Um, but if we don't slow down, we just react by default and we do, when re when resistance fear all of those things come up we do what we know best which yeah. is we do things exactly how we've always done them right so if we don't know our triggers it's going to be complicated to take action just take action <laughs> i love that <laughs> yeah that's so easy said but yeah very difficult to implement yeah. yeah so another thing i that made such a different difference for me as well was, um, you know how perfectionism is like having this constant negative loop in your head, telling you that you won't be good at this, or you're not good at good enough of, at that, uh, you don't have what it takes, what you have to say doesn't matter, all of those sort of negative thoughts on a loop in your head. So I thought, how can I sort of counteract that? And so I, st I started... Um, being sort of really ruthless about being my own cheerleader to sort of counteract those messages. So um, every time I did something, something very easy again, something very small, I sort of ruthlessly celebrated that in my journal each day. And I sort of um, hyped myself up about it. You know, you got out of bed this morning. Yay. You got, you, you wrote a blog post. Yay. You did, yeah, you did a lot of things. And each time I showed up, imperfectly and make you uh, and a little messily yeah. online for instance and i got a nice comment on instagram or a nice email i would save that and have the, have like this sunshine folder of all the things um i was doing really well to just be my own hype girl uh in a sense yeah. uh, and it felt a bit awkward in the beginning it felt a bit unnatural and and like weird um but you know Perfectionism, perfectionism had like a 20 year head start in my head of always being negative and talking down to myself. So I, I thought, you know, that perfectionism was ruthless in trying to tear me down. So I have to be equally ruthless in trying to build myself up. So um, maybe people, um, when they start their, when they start a perfectionism journal can uh, add a bit of a hype section as well some things they did well that day, some achievements they made, however small, um, they cooked for themselves that day. Yay, that's a good achievement. Um, um, yeah, so another tip. <laughs> I love those so much because I totally agree. It's related to low self-worth and, of course, because of that also fear of being vulnerable. And so yeah. taking imperfect action is really really hard for that reason those two reasons yeah. because you don't feel like you already when you put out something that is close to perfect from your perspective it's already like a challenge because you are constantly feeling like oh i'm not good enough and imagine even like putting out some putting even like the example you mentioned with the blog post right like just publishing a, a blog post that is imperfect and that lets everyone see you vulnerable 
well that's yeah. really hard so I, I love that you were celebrating yourself and your small accomplishments because it's all about the small wins like this is why I do fire Fridays in my community I call them fire yeah. Fridays because it's about like getting fired up and like really like I I am pushing I know it's really hard for women in my community they don't they're not very good at this I have to say <laughs> um celebrating themselves because because it's really hard actually like it's very common to hear celebrate your wins and um celebrate yourself and you know be proud of what you have accomplished and all of that but in practice no one actually very few people do it and yeah. this yeah. is why your self-worth is always at the same level because to raise your self-worth you really you actually i think like especially if you're if you're a perfectionist like your brain is constantly looking for things that are not good enough right yeah. so yeah. by celebrating yourself and be your own cheerleader in a way you are giving your your mind and your ego proof that you are good enough and so you're yeah. you're basically giving giving it the opposite proof if it makes sense yeah no that's so well said um and also i think what you said about vulnerability how that's so difficult because vulnerability is sort of equated with imperfection in my mind for a long time at least um i had to see for myself that when I was when I was vulnerable, when I shared about something I struggled with or something um, that again that didn't go as planned, or um, how something had maybe failed for me, um, like I had tried but it didn't turn out the way I thought. Um, whenever I was vulnerable and I shared my story and I shared um, a bit of my experiences and my struggles. The response was, is, was and is always so positive because that's when people connect with you. And so I took that on board as well. And I knew, okay, I can, I can talk about these things. And it was a real sort of experience for me because people, people tell you to you know, show up imperfectly and uh, show up vulnerably and be yourself. But I really had to sort of experience for myself because when I, when I used to get that, I, get that advice, I would sort of roll my eyes and think, okay, yeah, well, um, but I, I had to really experience for myself that that was actually true, that people wouldn't like pile on me and, 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 and um, be critical of me or reject me or hate me or unfollow me or whatever. The response is always positive when you're um, being vulnerable and sharing your story because it gives others the permission to do to do the same so that yeah and that really resonates with me yeah and it makes me think about two things so the first one is if you think about the people who love you in their life in your life the people who love you most will always be love you most whether it's in your personal life like love meaning many different kinds of loves it could be your family yeah. your partner friends um your colleagues it's, it's also like your team, it's also like a form of love. Um, your clients, your audience, so whatever form of love, like pe the people who love you most are the people who know you, both like the positives and the negatives. Like yeah. really think about it. 
like those who know like all of you are usually the ones who love you most so they also know like the imperfect part of you and the second thing that um i was thinking about that came up while while you were um talking is that when like vulnerability like yes like usually i have the same experience especially i did a challenge in august where i was like really committed for 30 days to show up vulnerably which was really really hard yeah. um, to do and i did it and the response was amazing but i had to tell myself like i had to almost play in my head the what if scenario um to make myself feel um safe just in case i saw a negative comment or saw or someone saying something negative or that was triggering to me because yeah. you need to be able also like in the real world to deal with like negative comments and criticism right and you need to i think it, it's also like a really good scenario to say okay what is the worst thing like if i am vulnerable and if i show up in imperfectly what is the what is the worst thing that can happen and then once you actually see it like play in your mind and you can even journal about this when you act when you see that you're not going to die and you already know because you have like an idea of what's going to happen that also makes you feel a little bit safer because you're like oh okay like worst thing that can happen is i lose a follower <laughs> yeah. or like yeah you know um lose a follower and you survive and, I'm and you did the thing and you can be very proud of it. And that's how you build up confidence. Just step by step, time after time. Yeah. Uh, doing a little bit more each time. Yeah. Yeah, totally. It's like, and also like I wanted to, I wanted to ask you, um, so, you know, I work a lot talking about masculine and feminine. And I was thinking what we're talking about when we talk about insecurity, I think from like the way that we're talking about is really it sounds really feminine to me so it sounds more like hyper in the hyper almost like unhealthy feminine to me but mm. how would you just like for me it was definitely in the unhealthy masculine so it was perfectionism in the unhealthy masculine and i know many many women who for example work in corporate and they have like they want to have a very successful career and they want to do it all because they also want like a thriving family and personal life. How do you see like recovery, let's say, from perfectionism for someone who is more in the control um, in that masculine way, like hyper structured perfectionism, maybe like in a very masculine corporate environment where, you know, being vulnerable is is a different thing because they don't have to show up vulnerably they just have to maybe like lower like have have realistic expectations i don't know what would you say for that kind of perfectionism oh that's really interesting um well i think most of all you you start the work of letting go of perfectionism and learning how to manage it mostly for yourself it's mostly an, an internal thing and i think um for people in that scenario it has to start like that as well as maybe as something um that they want to do for themselves that they maybe don't even have to share with with their work or those around them uh, maybe those closest to the closest to them but not 
like at work um, and it should be a lot about um, sort of learning how to tune out all of those external messages around um, how you're the perfect employee, how you can fit in, how you can sort of um, uh, keep up with the boys um, and all of those sort of unrealistic messages maybe um, and learn to tune in to yourself which maybe in itself is again a bit of a feminine act um, but to really um, sort of get, uh, get in touch with with what's important to you and sure at work you have to conform to the to their rules and standards of how you do things and their culture and if it's a bit of a, a bro hustle hustle culture okay uh, but 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 I strongly believe that you can still be yourself um, in those cultures um, and so sort of start with yourself start getting really attuned to what's important to you what you value um, and how you how you can um, embody a bit more of yourself and a bit less of uh, being a perfectionist at work um, and also I think uh, because for some of us perfectionism is really an internal thing an internal drive or um, we are sort of the engine behind the perfectionism because we uh, set our own very unrealistic expectations but there are also people who are really sort of sensitive to the messages of like the culture they're a part of or the organization they work in or um, like like culture at their work um, so maybe that uh, could be a, a great way to start as well is sort of challenging all your assumptions and all your beliefs of how you do things or how you should work or uh, the type of performance you should uh, put up and sort of question all of the shoots mm -hmm. and is that something I really believe in and I want to strive for or is it an external thing um, yeah so I think that are my top two tips I really agree with you in like that's when you tune in like when you're like listening to everyone around you and picking up all the messages externally from you this is where you need to tune in this is when you need to really like find like okay what are my values what do i value what do i really want what do i stand for and and also find like i i i think in a in the corporate world yes it's very masculine but it's not you can definitely find also um companies where you get to be you and you don't have to really just become one with the environment if you don't like it and you can totally yeah. find also like a better place but the only way that you can do this if is is if you tune in and you understand what you really want to get clear on that and i was just talking to a girl today that she's looking for a new job and she was saying i don't really know what i want to do and i was like no you you do know you do know yeah the best you do because you you do know like you just need to do a little bit of digging because maybe like it's a little bit hidden like below under all of these layers of things of shoots and how we expect yeah. things to be how we expect things to go like the control things you know and yeah. you do know you do know and 
uh, I love this so much so so much yeah I think like you said you do know you, you, you you've just been sort of drowning out that that voice by years and years and years of perfectionism and layers upon layers of shoots yeah. uh, and external messages um, you just have to slowly but surely learn how to tune in and, and find that voice again yeah find that voice again. yes i think <laughs> i told you like i would love to create like little quotes by wendy because honestly <laughs> boom 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 all the quotes <laughs> I oh you had some, some really good ones as well i was like <laughs> sweet little moments <laughs> we just love to know like and if you had anything to add to this um and if you wanted to, if there was anything you wanted to share with everyone that you haven't talked about maybe yet, um, yeah. Um, well, you know, I mean, we could talk for hours. <laughs> yeah, maybe one thing um, is a question I get asked a lot about, how do I know if I'm like in a moment of perfectionism or am I just like, trying to do a good job right when where is the sort of the um the difference between sort of chasing excellence and pursuing perfection um and i think um a good way to check in around that is to sort of check in with your body um because perfectionism is fear stress so stress shows up in the body it shows up as um tense shoulders, uh, um, tense neck, um, clenching your jaw, rapid and shallow breathing, like all the sort of traditional signs of, um, of stress in the body. Um, so whenever you're in a moment of perfectionism or whenever you feel like, ooh, is this good or not? Am I chasing perfection or excellence? I don't know. Tune into your body and tune in if you uh, sort of feel or find um, uh, yeah those little signs of stress in the body because when you're when you're in perfectionism you're stressed uh, but when you're chasing excellent um, everything is open you can breathe easily uh, your your breathe your breath is deep and long um, your your shoulders are relaxed um, so I, I also describe the difference between perfection and excellence uh, in your work as a tightness versus lightness. So if you feel tight and like constricted, that's perfectionism. And whenever you feel like life, uh, light and in flow and ease, that is when you're doing good, good work. Yeah. So uh, I wanted to end on a flow note for you, Francesca. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Thank you. <laughs> that's what I talk about when I, I talk. I usually call, like, I use this it's a very similar concept, actually, because I work a lot with the body connection, connection with your body and all of that. And mm -hmm. I call it expansiveness versus constriction. So oh, okay. yeah, body, yeah. like what feels like expansive, like you have so much space, you could float. Yeah. versus constriction where it's like yes yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly yeah <laughs> yeah so i want to say thank you so much um, yeah sure wendy um where can people find you and like how they, how can they work with you if they feel called 
Um, well, they can find me uh, at Ditch Perfect. Um, I'm on Instagram um, uh, at Ditch Perfect. Uh, I've dropped a lot of my social media channels, but I love Instagram too much. So I'm uh, I'm mostly on Instagram, uh, chatting away and sharing um, about all things perfectionism and taking imperfect action. Um, I've got if if people feel like really called to start their journey of overcoming perfectionism or uh, need a little bit of, a little bit of extra help, I have a free um, workbook and a challenge all combined into one that I offer. It's like 40 pages of like tips and strategies and exercises and journaling prompts. It is so worth uh, signing up for. So I would love them to join. I'm going to get it too. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> I'm such a fan of like workbooks and all of that. Like I'm, I'm like a workbook lover. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I've, I've poured a lot of myself uh, into that because I, I truly believe um, it can help people so much when they start their sort of uh, recovering perfectionist journey. journey and I wanted it to be um, easy and accessible and affordable. And so I've just given it away for free. <laughs> yeah and then also that is like a way to take action in a way that feels safe right. yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so so yeah in the workbook i guide you through like four steps and a number of exercises and in the end i've summed it all up in like a five-day challenge so that is it is sort of easy and digestible and not overwhelming at all so uh yeah it's a good way to take action yeah thank you so much for sharing and putting thank that you. <laughs> So I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Empowering Flow podcast as much as I did enjoy the conversation that we had with Wendy. I This was totally unplanned. Like I didn't plan to upload this on the podcast, but I thought the, this was so full of tips and valuable information that I wanted to share this with you and have it on the podcast where you can always listen to it even after years and years, whereas on Instagram it's not it's not as easy sometimes because it's like we use it a lot in a different way. So um, I will, I'm going to leave all the links to connect with Wendy in the show notes and to download the workbook that she mentioned. So make sure you check the show notes. And I also wanted to... Con just conclude this episode with an invitation. You are invited to join me inside the Flow Collective. The doors, I have opened the doors of this program finally, which is, I believe, this is my new signature program because I it's where I'm putting together all my work, all that I know, and all that I have experienced myself and the experience that I have with my clients to really support them in releasing perfectionism, overwhelm, and control to embrace what I call the new paradigm of the feminine and to learn how to work hard and achieve your goals the feminine way and feeling good with more and feeling in flow. Um, as I I really love the world, <laughs> the word flow, uh, but it's really, I, I think it's really what we need. It's really what we need. We need to, as women, we need to embrace all of who we are, embrace our full potential, and make sure that we find a balance between structure and flexibility that works for us 
so that we can really feel good working and while we are working towards our goals. Um, so yeah, if you would like to join us inside the Flow Collective, then make sure that you check the show notes for that as well. I'm going to leave a link below where you can find all the information. It's a, it's going to be so magical. I am so excited about the Flow Collective and the the transformation that's going to happen in there for the women who are joining me. It's a group program and it is a six-month journey, um, six-month minimum journey. And the reason why I made it like that, I made it this way, is that I know it can it can feel challenging and it can be like scary to embark on such a long journey of growth and learning and implementing new practices to embody more of the person that you want to be and to reach your goals. Um, but honestly, it's it takes the time that it takes, and this is really this is really also something that I have learned recovering in a way from perfectionism. I used to be always in a rush to achieve my goals and this is also why I was so overwhelmed and ultimately I burnt out. And honestly, I like right the the thing is when it comes to your growth, when it comes to learning how to work the feminine way and to combine hard work and action with flexibility and flow, it takes time and it takes the time that it takes. So, um from personal experience and also from working with my clients, I know that six months is a very, very good time frame to do this kind of work. And so this is why I'm challenging you to embark on this journey with me for six months together with me, with other women on the same journey as you. And um, yeah, it's going to be magical. So um, check the show notes, go check out the details about the Flow Collective and join us. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Empower and Flow podcast. If you love this episode, make sure you subscribe to the podcast and leave your rating and review. This would help us reach more women and change the way we live and work to experience more growth, flow and fulfillment. See you in the next episode. Big hug, Francesca.